Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. Who's the most excited about their book this week? I'm not sure. Mine was really good, but I don't know if it... It's not like in my top books. It was just a good book. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine's about the same. I mean, I really like the book, except for the way that they ended it. You know, I think I'm, I'm a... I've got two lukewarms this week. Oh, so, so it's kind of a lukewarm week. It is a lukewarm week. <laughs> Darn it. Well, the, although, and the reason that this is important is that just because we didn't love a book doesn't mean that somebody else that hears us talk about won't love it. Mm-hmm. And right. I know that'll be the case with the two I read because I just know. <laughs> when you read something, you just know they're going to turn it into a movie. You know, two yeah. of them. I read two this week that were like that. So, Who's going to start? Somebody else, not me. I started last week. It's your turn, Nicole. All right. Uh, okay, so the one I picked was just random. It was off the Amazon uh, free book of the month, pretty much. Um, and it's called The Things We Wish Were True. And oh. it's by uh, Mary Beth Mayhew Whalen. And Say that three times fast. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> but... Um, it was actually really interesting um, because the way the description has it, it seemed more like a mystery, which is actually why I got it, because I was trying to read more but mysteries. it wasn't really a mystery? It was more... Okay, so it, it starts out um, like you... Each chapter is a different character and their perspective. And oh. it's um, all these characters are in this neighborhood, and then throughout the book she intertwines them and like you see how they're connected and how they're working together and it's really interesting um there's a lot of drama kind of just in their lives drama or just um no just like um like life events and um you see how they try to try and help each other out and how they're from i mean some of them grew up grew up in this neighborhood and now they're adults and so it's kind of like um they're reconnecting with their past and then throughout the entire book, there's this tone of um, a little girl had gone missing at some point. So that's what the mystery was. Yes. Okay. And the description of the book plays a lot more into into that mystery. But for the first three quarters of the book, they just it's um, they foreshadow like they use okay. it as a foreshadow. They mention a billboard or. Watching um, the news and hearing the story and turning it, turning it off because she didn't want her kids to see it. And oh, so you really don't get a whole lot of detail until you, tell you get over halfway through the book. Yeah. Wow. And so, but it was still this interesting story, and you're kind of wondering, like, I mean, if you pay attention to plots and everything, you know what foreshadowing is, and right. you you know what to look for. I mean, you see it happening. Right. And so, I was kind of wondering, like. One of these characters must have stolen this child. Like something, mm-hmm. there's something really dark going on, and it's just really interesting. Like the whole, whole thing, and essentially, there's um, a little girl and her mom um, 
just moved into this neighborhood, and they call it the eyesore of the neighborhood. Um, and because she's it's a real ramshackle, pretty much. And all the other houses are very nice. And um, the central like location of the novel, I guess. I mean, it takes place at all these different people's houses, but um, they all go to the pool in the summer. Oh, so so, so that's their like their water cooler, kind yeah. of yeah, the watering hole. Everybody talks at the. Yeah, a watering hole. And so there's watering hole. <laughs> yeah, the little girl was my favorite character, though. Just um, it, it like she has a really tough life because her mom had been in abusive relationships. Just moved her into this, and she's always taking care of her little brother. And I think she's probably like eight or nine years old. And oh, so man. yeah, and so um, something happens in her life that the novel goes on about, and then there's an older lady, mm-hmm. um, and she ends up taking care of this little girl for a little while, and something goes on in that life, and then there's um, like just all these different so basically the story and, of everybody that ever touched her life, kind of, sort of, maybe, yeah. and her neighborhood, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and then um, I was kind of worried what the ending would be like because. I didn't want it to be depressing. Or, no, don't tell us what the ending is. I'm not going to tell you what the ending was like, but I felt resolved. Like oh. I felt. I mean, you it were wasn't fulfilled. Even, yeah, it was not not necessarily fulfilled because I feel like that's. It was just like, I felt like it was like li- life. I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't any. I was just like, I like this ending. Something you might have <laughs> expected, so it wasn't too shocking. Yeah. So if you, uh, this is kind of like a good. It was short. It took me like two or three days to read. Um, I read it on my Kindle app. Um, I I would suggest. I mean, it's kind of like a something to read on the beach or like while you're sitting out by a pool or uh, while you're bored at home a nice on a rainy e- day. A nice, easy, quick read. Oh yeah, but it's interesting too. Yeah, and it's called um, "The Things We Wish Were True," and it's by Mary Beth Whalen. Sounds like a good beach read. Too yeah. bad the beach is over for the year, Nicole. Hey, I'll be there uh, in November. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to take a vacation and rub our noses in it. Oh, yeah. As we're freezing to death and she's on the beach. <laughs> we don't want to hear about it. No, <laughs> we don't. Um, and I think I went last last time, so I think I'll go in the okay. middle because I want to be a sandwich. Okay. <laughs> You can be you can be the cream filling in our cookie. Okay, in our cookie review. I am very creamy today. <laughs> okay, so um, I, I had two different books that I read, and first of all, I will visit the Night Circus, which is a book that I had previously read, but because I had downloaded it from the library and got it on Kindle, I didn't finish it. Because I checked it out and didn't finish it. It was mm-hmm. another one of those ones. And I always was like, oh, when that comes out on audio, I'm going to finish that. But I remember at the time reading it thinking, well, this is a little slow in parts, isn't it? But I'm going to finish it. And then, of course, I never did, which in <laughs> itself says something. Yeah. I think that somebody with a good romantic soul would really love this book. Mm-hmm. Nicole, because <laughs> it was magic. Uh, it was very magical. The dude that read it for the audiobook is the same guy that read for Harry Potter. His oh. name is Jim Dale, and he is an amazing narrator. Mm-hmm. But I have to admit that I was so distracted because I listened to all the Harry Potter books about 50 times, and he read all of them. 
Mm-hmm. So his voice to me is Harry Potter. Made you think of Harry Potter. <laughs> and it's a magical kind of book. So I find I found that a little bit distract distracting. But I also found myself rolling my eyes a lot, <laughs> which was unfortunate because it was a very visual book, visually beautiful book. It's it's about this circus that is a magical circus created by two people who are opponents, ma- magical opponents, mm-hmm. but they don't know each other. They're being manipulated by outside people to be competitors. And so they, they create things within this circus um, to make it more and more and more and more fantastic. And that's the basic premise of the book. Um, but it is a, it's very beautiful. It just really did not hit in the place that it needed to hit for me. Mm-hmm. I think I would highly recommend it to somebody who was a little bit more Disney princess. Yeah, that makes sense. Right at the soul, you know? It wasn't dark enough for you. No, it was not dark enough for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> it had some dark bits, but overall it was very... I don't know. I just, it just didn't do it for me. I, I do know, however, I will be willing to say this is going to be a movie. Mm-hmm. It was that kind of a book. Very visually beautiful. I can imagine what the movie's going to look like. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the reasons I didn't like it. Mm. Unfortunately. Yeah. Way too Hollywood. Way too Disney <laughs> for me. Would you think that if, is it more like a young adult book? Is it is it geared towards the younger generation? Probably, Yes. Some of the main characters are younger. Ah, okay. One one of the main characters in the beginning is a boy mm-hmm. who goes to the night circus, and his sister um, she uh, challenges him to go into the circus during the day because it's a night circus. So mm-hmm. he sneaks into the circus during the day, mm-hmm. and that's at the very beginning of it. So his relationship to the circus is kind of a mystery to me until we get almost to the end, and then you go, oh. Okay. I don't know. I It was beautiful. I know that some gaggle of young girls out there is going to fall all over this thing. <laughs> I really think it's going to be huge, but and yes, I did buy a first edition copy of it from my bookshelf cuz I think it's going to be huge. <laughs> yeah. The author's name is Erin Morgenstern. Mhm. The other one I read was a complete opposite of that. The name of the book is Dark Matter. It was a brand new book at the library that I waited in line for by Blake Crouch. And this was, I, I kind of like quantum physics, mm-hmm. but I've read some quantum physics, physics books and it takes me forever to get through them because I'm really not that smart, but I love the stuff. And so that's kind of why I was drawn to this in the first place, because it has a lot of quantum physics type stuff in it however it was very Hollywood and when I went back and read the cover after the fact it was done by the same guy that did um with what's the name of that show Whispering Pines or oh Twin yeah. Pines or no I think Whis- it's, I think it's Whispering, Whispering Pines, Pines isn't it yeah it the one familiar. the TV show oh, Wayward Pines Wayward Pines thank ah, you Wayward okay. Pines the same guy mm-hmm. wrote that so I feel like so it's it would be definitely, very creepy. it's, well, it's very 
confusing and convoluted and it's very weird. Mm-hmm. But for me, it just wasn't very satisfying because I just felt like I was on the edge of my seat all the time and I don't like that feeling. So oh. I think it would be huge for somebody who likes that. I'll, I'll tell you that I don't like the movie or the show 24 at mm. all. I don't like to watch it because it makes me nervous all the time. And I don't <laughs> like that feeling of something's constantly happening, you know? Mm. Just too much action. It was like an action movie. Yeah. Mm. And I, when I'm reading a book, I don't really care for that feeling. But I did want to review it because I thought there would be people who would really love this book. Yeah. And enjoy reading it very much. It did have a lot of quantum physics elements to it. I don't know how accurate those are because, like I said, I'm really not that smart. But um, I really enjoyed portions of it because it did have some some of that uh, other dimension thing going on. And you mm-hmm. know how I love that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> absolutely adore stories about other dimensions. And this thing was full of it. Mm-hmm. But it starts out, this guy, um, he gets kidnapped. On his way home, he goes out for a drink with his buddy and he gets kidnapped when he's outside the bar and the guy makes him undress and take, drives him to this weird warehouse and then he knocks him out and then when he comes to, he's someplace else. Mm-hmm. So, and this guy like took over his life. So it's it's very weird. Absolutely bizarre. <laughs> Extreme identity theft. Yeah, on the quantum level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you like that sort of thing, I think that's going to be huge. Probably going to buy that book because it's probably going to be worth money. (laughs) Blake Crouch is the author on that one. So that's my thing. Not a very satisfying book week for me personally, because I would have liked to like the books a little bit more, but (laughs) we can't love them all. (laughs) Exactly. I also read a book. Um, this week that made me think I know that I've told you before if I read a book that I have to stop and Google and look up stuff because I don't know it it just excites me because then I'm learning something new (laughs) that book I read this week is called um, Angelology by Danielle Trusani I think that's how you say it and what it is, is it's a story about um, this almost like a secret group, like organization called Angelologists. So like a secret society? Not really like a secret society. Kind of like they reminded me kind of like men in black, oh. like, you know, regulate the aliens. Well, the Angelologists um, regulate the Nephilim, which... Would be some sort of angel, I'm guessing. Well, it's the descendants between angels and humans. What the story is, which I had to look up because I don't know. I thought angels were, you know, didn't have bits down there. What, am I wrong about that? <laughs> well, maybe that's a different story. Sorry. This one they obviously do if they have children. So, Well, I think it has to do with the fallen angels. Oh. Because what the... If I remember right from when I looked it up, the the descendants, the angels that are like the great grandparents or whatever of the Nephilim are fallen angels that God had, you know, cast out of heaven because okay. they were bad, bad angels. Uh-huh. 
basically. Caught smoking pot in the... Yeah, exactly. Behind the dumpster in high school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Drinking in the bathroom. (laughs) God, caught him with her pants down. (laughs) We get the idea. (laughs) And and, um, the Nephilim are, they think humans are just disposable. They don't like humans. They want to basically, you know... So we're like the rats to them. Huh? Exactly. Okay. We're like, you know, the bugs that they need to smush with their shoes. That's that's how they think of us. Yeah. So the angelologists try to monitor and they want to get rid of them because they're bad. Do you mean they just... So they're still out there mating with humans and the angel angelologists are trying to round them all up and right. send them where they need to go? Send them packing. <laughs> or... I. I imagine that they, you know, want to kill them, but they also want to um, do research on them to find out more about them because they don't know very much about them. Okay. So, and what this story is, is it's basically about this this girl who's in her 20s. I want to say she's like 23 or so. Mm-hmm. But when she was very little, like 12, 10, 11, 12 she went to live in a convent in Upper State New York. Oh. So she has lived in this convent her whole life. So she doesn't know, obviously, any of this. Okay. And she gets contacted by a researcher named Verlaine, who one of the Nephilim had hired to try to find these letters, these old letters that were sent to one of the Rockefellers a long time ago. Oh, and so there's an upper crust, right? Thing exactly. Going on here too. So you know, there's where the money comes in, uh-huh. the Rockefellers. And um, Verlaine is more like a history buff, and the only reason that he had done this is because he's interested in some of the art and artifacts that the Rockefellers own i see and he wants to know more about that so he takes on this thinking that he can learn more about that at the same time Hmm. well what it turns out is like i said person who hires verlaine is one of the nephilim one of the very bad guys who hitman with wings (laughs) well yeah hitman sometimes he kills just for the heck of it i mean just like i said humans are disposable Mm. it's just like killing fly to them and, but what you find out as the story goes on, because they kind of go back a little bit and talk about um, Sister Evangeline's parents, who's the 23-year-old who's mm-hmm. lived at the convent. And you find out that she has a very long history with the angelologist, and she's connected with the Nephilim. Oh. So then they, the Nephilim, of course, try to attack the convent and all of this to try to get to um, Sister Evangeline and to get these letters. And you find out that some of these letters, Evangeline's mom left her mm-hmm. with strict instructions for the nuns not to give them to her until she's a certain age. I see. Because okay. she knows that it, it will put her in danger. Oh. And so as it unfolds, they... They go on this adventure or to try to find artifacts that are left in this cave that the descent, the fallen angels are like 
trapped in. Okay. And it's just this, the story is extremely interesting. Like I said, I had to stop and look a lot of things up because I don't know a lot about, you know, etc. Anything religious and, and it just seemed like it really flowed well up until the end. I did not like the ending very well because it just kind of dropped. Okay. Yeah. That for me, that's throw a book out the window. Right. Bad. And it wasn't. <laughs> it's bad. I'm done. Yeah. And it wasn't even like it was a buildup. And I did find out that there are more books to it. At the time, I did not know that there were more books because this is one that yeah, I bought still at the library sale. Mm-hmm. Friends of the library sale. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was more. But it's not even like it just built up to something. It just kind of stopped, which was frustrating. But <laughs> I still have to give it four stars because of the story up until then, because I really liked how the story went. I, I saw it didn't get very good reg- reviews, like on Goodreads and stuff. But, but that's I just, okay. It's all about personal love of the book. Right. And of course, you know, because she's a nun, (laughs) Uh there isn't very much romantic. There's a little bit of flirtation, but it's not very romantic, Uh which, you know, I'm not much of a romance reader. So (laughs) that was nice. (laughs) I was kind of afraid of that when I found out, you know, okay, the nun and the researcher are going on this quest together. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I mean, I did like it, and I might read the second book to find out mm-hmm. what happens because I am kind of interested in what happens. What's it called again? It was Angelology by Daniel Trusani. But like I said, it was it was decent. I'm not sorry that I read it. That's good. That's that's usually a good sign. Mm-hmm. And I didn't stop You're in the going, middle. Man, I wasted a whole three days on that. <laughs> right. I it actually that. took me a little bit more because this was an actual CD book that I read in my car while I was uh, going back and forth to work. So, Do you know what you're going to read next week? Or this week? Well, what am I going to read? Gosh. You had a three-day oh, weekend. I don't know. Well, I wanted to read um, the latest Louise Penny but when I downloaded it from Overdrive, Louise Penny is the writer of uh, Canadian, uh, what do you call him? Inspector. A Canadian inspector. And he's reti- He's now retired. I've been reading these books for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the series. I really do. Louise Penny does a really great job. And I like listening to them on audio because if you try to read them, and you don't speak French, it's difficult because all the names are are French. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you don't know, I don't know how to pronounce them and that really bothers me. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that they're speaking in this, that all the, it's all this French overtones and stuff. So that's nice. Uh, uh, Anand Gamache is, is the guy's name, who's, who's the lead guy. And... I went to download this, or I did download it, but it only downloaded like, I don't know, maybe 10 chapters. And then I went to download it again, and it was like, well, you can only download this three times. I'm like, what? I only did it once, and it didn't download all the way. So I'm going to have to start all over again, Uh. which makes me really cross. And then I decided 
that I was going to read a band book. So I was going to read the absolutely true story of a part-time Indian by Sherman Alexie. So I downloaded that one. Mm -hmm. But I'm having an issue with the audio of that because (laughs) the dude who wrote it has kind of um, a speech impediment Mm -hmm. because I think it's the author. Not that there's anything wrong with that, Mm -hmm. but it's very distracting for me. And I think I'm just going to have to read the hard copy because I can tell it's well written and I know I'm going to like it, Mm -hmm. but I just can't get over that. Just can't get through it. It's very distracting. So I'm going to have to try to find something for that. And I'm also reading The Mad Woman Upstairs, but I don't know if I'll finish that one or not. How about you, Nicole? What do you got on on your plate? I'm actually halfway through one that has been... Because I went on that mystery phase. So it's called Follow You Home by Mark Edwards. It's actually super interesting. I'm pretty excited about it. I've been reading it nonstop since I downloaded it last night for $1.99 off of Amazon. So it's called Follow Me Home? Uh, That's just it? Follow You Home. Follow You Home. By Mark Edwards. It sounds a little stalkerish, is it? I'm not. I'm only halfway through. Um, okay. Kind of. Kind of stalkerish. Okay. Yeah. From what I've gotten, I don't know. So at least we'll know what go. to expect. Maybe next yeah. week, if you decide to review that one. Sometimes mm-hmm. I read stuff I do not review. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just hate it so much. <laughs> this one, like for getting halfway through, it's been like very suspenseful. Oh, oh well, you were saying good. earlier you don't like sitting on the edge of your seat. Well, I'm I mean, sitting I over here. Say like, that I do like. I like suspense, but I think. I'm more into the slow burn suspense mm-hmm. than the, oh my gosh, run, 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 run. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, oh, that makes dude, sense. this is making me tired. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that constant jump out of the closet at you. You know, <laughs> oh my gosh, we have to run away again. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the psychological thriller more. Yeah. This is, that's kind of what this is so far. It's like you get a story and then you spend, I mean, halfway through, I've spent like, 25% of this book just wondering what's like what happened. That's good though. So, yeah, that they're is doing good. their job. Yeah. Keeps you interested, keeps you reading. Mm-hmm. Yes. What about you, Vonnie? What are you reading? Well, since Nicole's doing mystery, maybe I will do a historical fiction because you know how I love those. Yes. <laughs> My Do Fall a Giant. She, I loved that book. All and right. it's about World War One. Oh, that one's really good. So I like we'll that have one. some good stuff to look forward to for next week. Yeah. Unless, of course, something comes completely out of the blue and comes off my hold list, in which case I'll dump the other ones and go for that. Yes. Yeah, and it's if all- I read... I mean, I've said I I was going to read so many different books every time we do a podcast, and I never actually read the book I'm going to say. People like, hey, didn't read that last week, and they didn't. It's on my well, list, guys, of that, like... I'm starting to get a Kindle library going. Yeah, you and it's said exciting. you were read Stephen King last week. I know. I, know I downloaded did. one. What did you download? Um, it was one we were talking about. And it's well, not in my library. That was a lot of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we went through quite an extensive list of Stephen King last week. I would know it if you said the name. It was like... Because I, I, what I did is I said... Or like I went on Google and, and like the top mysteries or whatever. And oh. it was in there. So I don't... Um, okay. That's how I got it. So like, but you guys had talked about it too. What was it? It or Carrie or the Salem's Lot or uh, Salem's Lot? Salem's Lot. Okay, that That's one. That's a I've vampire read. one. Oh, yeah. it's good. I liked it. And you, what you, you listened to or you read a vampire one recently, the, the Tulsa vampire. Oh one. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. House of Night. Yeah. But mm-hmm. do you know which historical fiction book you're going to read? 
Fall of Giants. She's yeah. oh, yeah, probably yeah. Fall, okay. of Giants. Fall of Giants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to World War One with some blood sucking vampires and some. Oh yeah, and some, some French and some French. Uh, we can sit and eat croissant. <laughs> Je m'appelle Nico. I have no idea what you just said, but okay. <laughs> I do know that I really dig listening to them speak. Tu s'appelles Martha? Is that my name? Yes. Oh, well, I got the Martha part there. <laughs> oh, and you know what? That um, app that you told me about, that Duolingo. Oh, yeah. I've been doing that. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, I'm doing Spanish. I Are did you? take Spanish in college, but I just really. What is it? it? Does it like help you learn the language? Yeah, yeah it but like it's gives like a you, game. Yeah, you you oh. go through and you do little. So I'm. Are you only doing it on your phone? Yeah. If you do it on the computer too, they actually have like lessons you can. Like so you oh. so because I know sometimes you you go do this game, and you get a little bit confused because you're like. Well, you didn't really tell me how to do this. Well, yeah, you kind of have to guess the first few th- so, times when yeah. you do it on the phone. Because huh. they're like, here's this word. And you're like, uh, geez, there's hardly any context here. How am I going to do this? And you have to like conjugate it. It's, I don't know, but it's fun. It really is. I don't know. I've done a lot of the French ones. That's not book related, but still. It's educational related. related. Yeah, we're geeky girls. You know, yeah. we love that kind of stuff. Whatever. Mm-hmm. What else book could we talk about? Nothing. Well, um, you might want to mention that September is banned book month, so everyone read a banned book. Isn't September? Isn't that what I've I heard about? That we used to do that in high month. school. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is why I was trying to read this banned book. Uh huh. Yeah, I could read a banned book. Maybe could... I'll do that. I'll Google one. Google one yeah. and find out and see. Harry Potter was a banned book. I've read that. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I think I've read that so many more so yeah. many times. I don't know if I can ever read that again. I think you should read the the Night Circus and tell me if you like it. Okay. Eventually, you've got a huge huge TBR list. I know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Ooh. See, To Kill a Mockingbird is a banned book. Read that one. I actually have that one too because I wanted to read the next one. I forgot what it's called. Oh, to, uh, to uh, something Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. To set a Watchmen. Um, mm-hmm. And I was going to reread To Kill a Mockingbird. Right, because so I, I could, could read that one. Yeah, I read that when I was like in ninth grade, but that was a long time ago. Um, Tom Sawyer is a banned book. Read that one. I liked that one. Yeah, I like Tom I Sawyer. Kinda, Huckleberry I like Finn. I to go for the like more modern banned books. Hmm. Mainly because the, the old timey banned books, we kind of knew were going to get banned. Right. It's the newer ones that always make me go, huh? Why is that banned? What's so wrong about that? Why are we still banning books? Really? What? I don't know. Sometimes it's so depressing to look at other cultures. And I don't know. Well, I was always told you can read whatever you want. Because it's not out loud. You know? You can read it. Yeah, but... But not everybody's like that. They don't want their kids to have... Some people like censorship. They don't want their kids to be subjected to that sort of language or violence or... Let's see what else we got on here. Brand New World is banned. I've always wanted to read that. Brave New World? Oh, yes. Oh, Brave New World. I've read Brave New World and it was excellent. Um, Catch-22. I knew about that one. The Grapes of Wrath is one of my favorite books. Here, you tell me what book is banned after reading the title of this article. Fifty Shades of Banned Books Week. 
<laughs> I well, I personally, yeah, I can understand why. Yeah, definitely. Especially in a that book. school if that's where they're banning it. The Diary of Anne Frank is a challenged or banned book. Really? Does it say like where or anything? Because I understand, I think, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, a lot of Eastern European... Let's see, it says, uh, the book has been challenged numerous times for sexually explicit passages, and in 1983, the Alabama State Textbook Committee called for rejecting the book because it was a real downer. <laughs> Let's ban this book because it's a downer. Yeah. I wonder why it was a downer. They were Jewish people in World War II who had to hide in an attic. What did they think it was going to be? Rainbows and butterflies? Yeah. So uh, this one says Judy Bloom is the author featured most frequently on the most banned books Get list out of town. Because her young adult novels are typically about coming-of-age issues such as teenage sexuality, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. Teenage sexuality is a big hot button. I shared an article on our Facebook page the other day about banned books, and that's where I found that true story of a part-time Indian, mm-hmm. which is one of the, which is one, the one I plan to read if I can find a copy of it. Mm-hmm. I know our, pretty sure our library does not have it yet. Do they not? They probably don't. Our library is not funded, so we have a difficult time getting books. Yeah, if it's, if it's pretty new. <sighs> I have a banned book sitting right in front of me, apparently. What is that? A Hemingway? Farewell to- Arms by Farewell Ernest. to Arms is it's a banned on the book. List. Really? Yeah, it was banned in 1929. Well, there we go. You know that one book that I read, um, Heart of a Dog, that was actually on the weirdest books to read list <laughs> that yeah. you shared on Facebook one time. Yeah, that was actually a banned book in England when it was first written. Really? Hmm. Well, there we go. So I, I could talk about that one well, if we're talking about banned books. There you go. Because that was. Very strange. Really? It's a strange book that I haven't read that you've read? Oh my gosh, it was strange. I don't even remember why I read it. (laughs) Somebody had to have recommended it because Usually it's me, and I'm so pleased that for once I was not the instigator. (laughs) Because that book was, you had to definitely think outside the box to make it a believable story. All right, girls. Um, I guess that's our assignment for the week. Mm -hmm. Yes. Read a band. And a rocker September.